to the MLB Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Averill, co-founder of AWM Capital, and I am joined today by my co-host, former Major League pitcher and certified private wealth advisor, Travis Chick. And Travis, the conversation we want to pick back up on from the last episode is really talking about the fact that baseball, yes, is a game, but professional baseball is a business. One of the things that we like to always start the conversations with amateur families is really pointing out what is the difference between an amateur and a professional athlete and simply it's money right right that you go from one day of being a high school or college amateur player that then with one pick in selection from the podium right and you ink your name to that piece of paper you are now a professional athlete. Right. And really what makes you a pro is that there is compensation coming down the pike. And so that's the conversation we want to have over the next few minutes is really bring to light what is the industry of professional baseball and what is the business that you currently sit in? Yeah, you know, we touched on this a little bit in the last episode, but the reality is this is a very big industry. It goes all the way down through the, when you start playing select ball, you're seeing these tournaments kind of build up and you start realizing that it's becoming a business. And then you go through the perfect game and you start seeing it becoming more of a business. And then you ink your name on a piece of paper and you're starting to get actually paid. And you enter into this industry, this tightness industry that's an $11 billion industry. In 2022, they actually set a record for the revenue over $11.9 billion, so almost $12 billion. It's a massive, massive business, and you're just a piece of the puzzle to help grow that business. Um, but to really affirm that this truly is a business, and it's not personal decisions, we saw this firsthand in 2021 when the owners actually locked out mm -hmm. the players. You know, and just taking the context, if you are an injured player at that point and you're needing rehab, they actually locked you away from being able to go and see their trainers. Like that's how much they didn't care about you. This is truly a business. And the owners that are gonna run this business are viewing this through the lens of how are we gonna monetize and maximize the product on the field to maximize our profits. Yeah, and I, I think we, we see this once again with Major League Baseball moving the draft to the All-Star Weekend. Right. The main driver of that is, is how do we get more eyeballs, right? right? How do we make this a more lucrative deal, not only for the draft, but really the MLB All-Star Weekend. And, and going back to something you said interesting is it's not just once you become a professional athlete. Right. It's what's happening in the amateur ranks. A lot of the best players in the country have participated in the Perfect Game All-American Game. Right. And what, what an amazing experience. That's yeah, great. But Perfect Game USA, it's been estimated that they did 84 million dollars in revenue, right? Let that sink into you is $84 million. This is an industry that is ripe and is focused on the almighty dollar. Right. And the first thing I want to clarify here is this isn't a moral judgment. We're not saying this is good or bad. This is just the reality. reality. This is what is. And uh, we're going to talk about here in a second of why the MLB draft is actually the best investment for teams. And from a team perspective, if you take a step back and understand what the business is of any major league team, whether it's the New York Mets or the Los Angeles Dodgers or even the Tampa Bay Rays, right, or the Oakland A's, is they have a different approach to accomplishing it, but it's absolutely to maximize 
profits for the owners of the companies, right? right? And so you have teams like the Tampa Bay Rays or, or Oakland who thinks by doing this through cost effectiveness, or you have the Los Angeles Dodgers who think about, hey, yeah, I'm gonna have this massive payroll, but I'm right. gonna sell more tickets, I'm gonna sell more lucrative TV contracts right. um, and, and have valuations north of billions of dollars for one team. Right. So ultimately, like any good investment is, I wanna buy an investment as cheap as possible so that when it makes the most amount of money, I have the most margin, right? I've made the most profit. And that's what the Major League Baseball draft does. Is exactly. that even if it's the first overall pick and they pay you eight, nine million dollars, right. yes, that is life-changing money for the, for the, for player. the young player, but for the team, it's estimated that the value of that draft pick is actually worth about $45 million. Isn't that crazy? It is wild. And so why why do they only get paid eight or nine? Going back to the collective bargaining agreement, exactly. right? And so this is a business that you are a part of right off of right off the bat, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it goes back to, you know, as a baseball player, your first entry point into professional baseball, obviously, is the draft for the most part. And so one of the first decisions that you kind of have to make is, number one, am I going to sign? Number two, do I need to hire an agent? Mm. And so I think it'd be helpful to bring into context, you know, just last in the two, in the 2022 draft alone, in the first round, this is what's kind of striking is there was about $160 million of bonus payments paid out just in the first round, yep. right? And so when we kind of pull that layers back and we start thinking about, okay, how does this impact? Like, what are the first costs players actually experience outside of the taxes that we'll talk about in future episodes, yeah. right? Is actually the, the agent's fees. And so most agents char typically charge between four and 5%. So on $158 million that were paid out, that's about six and a half to $8 million, depending on how much they actually collected. Those are huge numbers. So it really, again, to use your words, it's not a moral judgment. It's just the reality of coming back to everything that ties into creating your value on the field is centered around the money, right? It's always going to be centered around the money. So we always talk about, again, baseball is a game, but this is a professional business. And I think if we go back to the to the first episode in this podcast, you laid out how difficult it is to be successful, both on the field and financially, right? right. That only 38% of, of first round draft picks will reach arbitration. Right. And for those that do capture a certain amount of money, uh, bankruptcy is four times more likely. And so right. part of this is, is bringing awareness and education is to go, the earlier we recognize that we're inside this business, the better we become equipped to handle it and not allow it to become a distraction. And so when we share this stuff, it's not to overwhelm you. It's it's to say that- It's to empower you. It's to empower you that if you wanna be a successful player and you wanna have a financial uh, outcome that's successful, is you have to own the responsibility right. that this is a business. And that's owning it as a family, right? I, I could only imagine, I remember going through this at 18 years old, yeah. or even when we start to work with our 21-year-olds, it's overwhelming and, and it takes a team, right? It takes a family to do that. But the first thing is you to really realize you are in a business. And so one of the things that I thought would be helpful is if we broke this down for the families of going, hey, the same way that the New York Mets and Steve Cohen, right, um, who who the show Billions is named after, 
you know, he's thinking very much of how do I maximize my profits? How do I run my business? Who do I put in the front office? Who do I put in player personnel? Who are the investments, the assets, the players that I put on the on the field? And so as a player, it'd be really helpful if you start to walk me through how should I think about my own business? You know, do I provide services or products or revenue expenses? Walk me through that a little bit. The answer is yes, all of the above, right? And so as the player, I mean, one of the things, the first things that we try to empower you with is to understand that you are now the CEO of your own multi-million dollar company. You are the brand, you are the asset, you are the person making these empowering decisions. And so you have to begin to really understand how do I how do I generate my own revenue? What how do other people value me? Does it on the field? Is it through things like war, which you know wins above replacement? You know, as analytical as our game has become and with the financial stakes that are out there to actually monetize that, you have to know exactly how they're valuing you, right? And so that's part of the service. The first part is on the field, right? You have to develop that skill set. If you don't have the skill set, they're not going to pay you, right? Um, but what you know after that, what what is the product? Yeah, I think before we go to product, one of the things you hit on that, that I want to really spend some time on talking about is, as you mentioned, war, yeah. right? Wins above replacement. This is oh, this yeah. is so clear that this is how they value you as a professional baseball player. That part of the the recent CBA, right, is for yeah. players that are pre-arbitration. There's a bonus pool that is literally calculated uh, calculated off of war. And right. so, I think first and foremost is a player to start to understand. What are the things that are in your control leading up to the draft is really understand what makes you valuable. So when you start to talk about exit velocity, you start to talk about all of these analytics, do you actually understand how how they come into your value? And having a game plan on how to improve uh, to improve, you know, really the value of yourself should be a big a big focus of that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you start thinking about all the the training costs, the nutrition, the coaching, the specialized attention to, you know, making sure that you talked about exit velocity and all those things. Those are real analytically driven tangibles that they value you on. And right. So digging up all the pieces of the war on the pre-R bonus pool, you know, it's not just as uh, uh, as generic as the fan graphs war. There's a really unique comp uh, a calculation that they're taking into account for this. But, you know, if the players understand what drives their value, then they can now focus on what's going to generate income for them. Right. And so when we look at it, it's really making sure that the, our players know ahead of time going into it, like with the pre uh, the pre arbitration, we want to make sure that they're empowered to understand and prepared so that when they're in that position to be in the top 100, they know where they're going to stand. Yeah. And, and I think and we'll move on to product here in a second is that, you know, one of the most important things to understand is when teams are evaluating you, when their scouts are out there and their scouting directors is. They're not comparing you against your, your your current situation, right? They're actually trying to project and go, how is Travis going to make an impact at the major league right. level? And I think the reason that's important is a lot of times we can see the emotion creep up in yep. the draft and they get caught up in rankings or even on draft day, we see this happen a lot that the board comes off a little different than 
wait a second, I think I'm better than this person currently in this year. Well, teams aren't looking at this right. year. They're they're looking down the future. So understanding war of, of what makes a valuable major league player is really important. And so transitioning, though, to... Well, hey, just real quick, I mean, I think that's an important point that you're talking about because, you know, when we start talking with our clients specifically on their investments, right, there's a big difference between trading a stock and actually thinking through the lens of this is an investment, yeah. right? So when these players get drafted, it's really easy for them to sit there and say, well, hey, I throw 100 miles an hour and this is my value today, right? The team's not paying you on your value today. Like you said, they're paying you on what kind of major league baseball player they think you're going to be. So it's the same way we think about investing. When we buy an investment today, we're projecting out what we think that investment is going to be 5, 10, 15, maybe years in the future. It's no different than how the teams value you in the draft. Yeah, and I, I think it's a great mindset on, on how do you build value for yourself is really focusing on the long term to go, you know, the goal isn't to get to the draft. It's actually right. that if I focus on building the the best long-term value of a major league player, the, the draft results will take care of itself. Sure. Um, but on the product side, name, image, and likeness, right? This has been- <laughs> It's in, the buzzword right it, now. This has been uh, in the news for the last couple of years yeah. is, is the NCAA has been forced to adjust. The reality is name, image, and likeness has always been there for the pro. Right. Um, but now it's creeping into the amateur ranks, right? Sure. That that you can be compensated based off of some value. So it, we won't spend a lot of time here. We have a whole nother, you know, podcast series dedicated to name, image, and likeness. But the reality is, is the more people understand who you are and you can help companies make money, they're going to want to enter into endorsement deals with you. So whether right. it's you wearing, you know, Nike or it's you using a Rawlings glove or or signing a baseball card deal with Panini or Tops or Leaf or XYZ is there is income coming in sure. in that situation. And that brings us to really the culmination of, okay, I have this service that I provide to the teams right. and I do have this product that I can provide to companies. Well, that converts and turns into what? Money. Money, <laughs> revenue, right? Revenue. And so just like any other company, uh, Steve Cohen or any Fortune 500 company would know is, we know our finances. We actually sure. know what generates revenue. We understand where it's coming from, but then revenue is not what actually hits our hits our right. pocket. So, talk a little bit. What are some of these expenses that that players should start to expect, and maybe they're already incurring them? Yeah, I mean, so the first one we already talked about was the agent fees, um, and the, that's just one of those realities that are going to come out if you hire a good agent. The first one that after the agent fees kind of paid out, the one we have to kind of focus on is the taxes. And, and that's just the reality. When we think through what's going to end up in your pocket, if you're thinking through it in the pie in the sky, hey, I'm gonna sign for a million bucks, you have to kind of understand and pull those layers back and say, I'm not gonna end up with anywhere near a million bucks. And we understand that. But then it starts thinking through, okay, what am I gonna need to spend to become a major league baseball yes. player? And this isn't a, hey, I'm gonna spend, you know, I'm gonna hire a trainer and pay him a couple thousand dollars a year. It's which trainer is the most uh, equipped trainer in the country to make sure that he's maximizing, you know, whatever skill set that I need to, you know, focus on to be that major leaguer that I want to be 10 years from now, right? It's, you know, maybe it's taking a blood test to know what, how your body's going to react to the food and intake that you're putting in. You know, maybe it's, hey, I've kind of tweaked my shoulder a little bit. What PT is the best one in the country? You know, I love the analogy when, you know, when boxers are training to fight a specific boxer, yes. right? 
they pull apart the layers of that boxer that they're fighting against and maximize what skill set they're going to need to overcome that boxer's strength, right? And so as a baseball player, it's not just enough to hire the LA fitness trainer down the street. It's which trainer in the country is most equipped to prepare me to be a major leaguer? Or which dietitian is most equipped to understand, you know, that I'm going to be eating at 11 o'clock at night um, and, and sleeping till 11 o'clock in the morning, right? We know not to call our players before 11 o'clock in the morning yeah. because <laughs> they're going to be asleep. Um, so it's just kind of thinking through all of those impacts, you know, making sure that my insurance is protected, that I'm protected from liability, making sure that... You know, I have a, a, a vehicle that's going to be able to get me across country to, you know, drive to spring training every year. Like all of these things start to build into, OK, what actually hits my bottom line? Yeah. And, and I think you you mentioned a great word that I think is super important and it's skill set. Right. Uh, w- one of the two things that we really want to impress here when we talk about that, that baseball is a business and you're the CEO of this company. That is a matter of fact, right. whether you have the skills or not. And and it's really going back to why we started this podcast is we don't want you to have the 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 story that ends up in not making it a meaningful career, not maximizing your finances, right? There's enough education out there that we can help build skill sets that you can really start to make yourself a successful CEO of your career. So understanding that these expenses are actually investment in the long-term viability of my career. And here's the other thing I would say is is we close out and we uh, get ready for the next episode is that, you know, this is a business. $11 $11 billion in, in, in Major League Baseball, agents, right, of what we had right. talked about, millions of dollars in fees, perfect game, 80 plus million in revenue. That's, once again, not a moral judgment. It's just a reality that some people might be telling you, hey, don't worry about money. Don't don't focus on money. Right. But it's kind of a joke because the whole, the whole industry. industry is actually built on money. And what we'll get into these future episodes is, you as a family have to make a money decision on what's really going to set the trajectory of of your career and of your future and so you know next episode we're going to jump into really what are these money decisions that you're going to be making as a family and how to navigate those so that you can have confidence not only on draft day but if you end up on campus or years down the road as you look back and you said you know what We had the right mindset, the right team, and the right skill sets to maximize that opportunity. And so hopefully this episode's been helpful for you. And until next time, always be a pro. 